everybody, we're back for another game with uh, here at Powered by the Players, and we're starting a new mini campaign. I'm very excited about this one. Um, it is called Crossroads Carnival. It's by Kate Bullock, and it's with Magpie Games. Crossroads Carnival is set during the 1930s Great Depression. Beneath the midway lights, the performers are drawn into a battle between light and dark. You wander from one desperate town to the next, struggling to keep your humanity and save the souls of the rubes, which are the town folk. But the cost is high, and personal deals with the darkness itself may be the only way to save others. This is a game of outcast souls striving to save a role that hates and fears them. And what is a game without their players? I will, players, please go ahead and introduce yourselves. Please provide your name, your pronouns, your socials. Have you played this game before? And what type of carnival performance or media do you really enjoy? Uh, Kristen. Hi, I'm Kristen, uh, the producer for Powered by the Players. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kristen is no Jedi. I have not previously played Crossroads, but I'm very excited to create our creepy carnival. That's a lot of C's. Uh, and my favorite carnival media, um, I've just started watching the very old HBO series Carnival in prep preparation for this game. I am one episode in, and I think that's the only carnival media I've ever consumed. <laughs> Have you ever been to the carnival? Maybe when I was little. Oh, okay. Fair. But I'm not a fan of clowns, so I also, think I've avoided Also carnivals. fair. So, um, edit out real quick, future Kristen. Okay. Uh, we should definitely, us, remember that and put that on the lines of bells for... Completely forgot until I was doing my intro. I'm like, oh, I have a fear of clowns. I should probably disclose. <laughs> and, and also don't never watch American Horror Story, the big top one, because... I never they... will. Oh, God, no, don't. No, don't do it. I won't. It's, yeah, that's why I haven't consumed a lot of carnival media, so I'm coming into this kind of fresh. No, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. They, they got a murder clown, so... Um, no. just, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Murder sorry. Plan. Murder plan. All right. Um, thank you. Diana. Hi, I'm Diana. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at modcaster, M-A-U-D-C-A-S-T-E-R. I've not played Crossroads before, but this is definitely my jam. Uh, in terms of media, I am a huge Cirque du Soleil fan. Uh that was actually my intent. I was a theater major in college. I was actually intending to go work for them at some point as a technician. That was like, they, they, were, they were my like dream job. Oh, yep. Uh, hi, I'm Amber. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Rocket Orca. I have not played Crossways. Oh, sorry. I have not played Crossroads before and as far as favorite carnival media, I think the only thing I've ever seen is Dumbo. Not the not the real life version, but the old you know, Disney animation. And I also have a fear of clowns. So uh, like as a child, <laughs> I used to cry every time I see a clown and I don't really uh, particularly like them. So Dumbo was also kind of a horrifying <laughs> experience for me as a child. Thank you. Uh uh, hi, I'm Kate. I use she, her pronouns. I've not, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Argon Kitten, A-R-G-O-N, the noble gas element. Kitten, the little fuzzy thing you like to hold and adopt and cuddle. Um, I have not played Crossroads previously, but I'm very, very excited. Um, my, I, I love sideshows in general. I, I just find them entirely fascinating. It's definitely my kind of jam. Uh, classic style, creepy style, any style. Uh, my favorite media probably, I would say American Horror Story, except I didn't finish it, so I don't think I get to say it's my favorite, but uh, I like the intent. <laughs> so. I mean, as long as you like the aesthetics, it doesn't mean you have to finish it. Like, I love Since 8, but I can't bring myself to watch the last finale episode. Yeah. Because so. I don't want it to end my heart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I feel yeah. All right, thank you. Uh, Paul. Hi, I'm Paul, uh, he, they pronouns. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Wild Engineer, uh, wild with an E. Um, I have not played Crossroads before, and my favorite 
carnival type media would probably be uh, the book The Night Circus and uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Those were great reads. I remember them fondly. All right, thank you. And I am Morgan. I am your Master of Ceremonies. Uh, you can, my pronouns are they, them, and she, her interchangeably. You can find me on all the socials at Serena Bezos. Um, I have not played this game before, nor have I ran this game before, so I'm riding the boat with y'all. So uh, my favorite, I guess, performance or medium, I mean, I'm also drawing from like sideshow things from uh, bu -bu -bu, like Renaissance fairs as well, because they, they sometimes have like birds of prey, and like, I, I love burbs. I love seeing the burbs do tricks, and then like you hand them the dollar when you're tipping them, and just take it and just stick it in the box. It's, it's good stuff. So it's, there's a information called problematic content on page 22 of the book, if you do have it. Uh, and it goes, depression era America is a snake pit of problematic content from sexism to racism to queerphobia and ableism. The 1930s weren't kind to anyone. On top of that, you play performers in a carnival, a place where the townsfolk regularly treat performers as less than human. While the game is played with these things, it is important to remember that everyone's safety and fun is important at the table. With that in mind, we will work on our lines and novels now. All right, so we went through lines and novels. We figured out what we uh, need, need in our game to have a fun experience. And for now, we're going to get into the, the awesome parts, the character creations. Um, and I, I am very excited about it. Uh, one thing that is a slight caveat is since I, Morgan, have a line for snakes, and there's a character called a snake charmer, we are editing that and hacking it in a way to be more of an animal tamer of sorts. Um, I have spoken to Kate Bullock in regards to this, and she mentioned that it is a character that's a sex symbol. And I think that's something we can easily do with another sort of animal. So whichever player does take that, we will definitely work together and we'll talk more about it once we get the character designed. But I did want to put that slight caveat at the beginning before I got into us talking about the performers or the playbooks that we have in front of us. Uh, before the show begins and before your players choose a playbook, read the description below about each of the sideshows. Which playbook they choose will tell about the kind of game they want to be playing. Ensure that you give each sideshow moments to shine. Create NPCs and problems that are directly influenced by what the performers are about and what they can do. Um, so we have six overall. The Dockeries, the Geek, the Mermaid, the Seer, the animal charmer is what we're going to call that for now until we actually give it another title, and the strongman. So does anybody want to help me read those out? The dog-faced. The dog-faced is loyal, dominant, and wild. They are about trying to balance ferocity and wildness with companionship. They are good at being the beast, but also at protecting those they call pets. <laughs> The geek is morbid, seedy, and forgotten. They are about being the darkest version of mankind while struggling to be seen in the world. They are good at being unseen and getting what they want by being vile. The mermaid is exotic, ethereal, and disturbing. They are about being trapped by their body and using others to get what they need. They are good at controlling the world around them and drawing others to them. The seer is mysterious, damned, and intuitive. They are about seeing a horrid future and making sure those around them fulfill or avoid that death, the deathly destiny. They are good at seeing the truth about others and finding a way forward. The strong man is powerful, fearsome, and possessive. They are about the struggle to be gentle when their inherent nature is to destroy everything around them. They are good at breaking bodies and using violence to get what they want. Y'all can just start discussing playbooks and the like. And yeah, finally, when you're ready, um, pull back the curtain and reveal your act to the world. Um, once everybody has completed their playbooks, take turns describing your characters. Let your fellow players, let your fellow performers know your name, your look, and what your eyes convey, and where you come from. Review and answer your pitch card, filling the other performers in on information as you go. Feel free to tie your stories to one another. You are, after all, stuck in the in this hellhole together. <laughs> Uh, just so you know, while fellow performers are introducing themselves, listen carefully and ask questions about what excites and delights you. Be mindful not to interrupt the show, but help flush out the carnival by asking questions and answering any questions put to you. Um, then we'll find your way to the sideshow alley and begin answering questions there. 
Choose other performers, not NPCs, as a focus of those questions. Who would ever like to go first and is ready to introduce us to their character? Please do. I am going to be playing Edie, the dog-faced. Uh, and they are scruffy looking. Um, I'm going to think they're pretty small. Um, uh, she has, oh, I should say she's she, her pronouns. Uh, her eyes are begging, and her origin I put as spirit of the wolf. We don't really know what that really means. Um, indulgences, I'm thinking this character, she is pretty passive, like, she wants to please people, but if people are mean to her, she won't do anything to them outright, so she indulges by doing passive-aggressive things in the background, and then will actually end up escal escalating to actual violence. So, pitch card, how did you end up at the carnival? I think there was a lot of series of abandonments as a child, um, and eventually the last group she was with was a religious group who were trying to save her, uh, but couldn't, and then abandoned her at the carnival. Uh, why are you fighting for the side of humanity? I think she's very naive, uh, still thinks that there's a place for her in the human world, and she's still trying to find acceptance with them. Uh, why don't you give in to your monstrous nature? Uh, she's deeply ashamed of it. Um, it doesn't want to hurt the others, the food that she does care for um, as well. Uh, so what do you chase even though it'll be your death? I think it's belonging. Um, what does your transformation cost you each time you change? I think for her, every time she does that transformation, um, a piece of her humanity is left behind, either in the form of a memory or uh, a physical feature. So every time she changes, she comes back less a part of humanity in either one of those in one of those forms. So you start with moves. You start with the piece within. Which other one did you choose? I chose um, the. Uh, True nature, when you tap into your wolf to sense the monstrosity in others. Uh, actually, you know what? Now that I've decided my character, how she is, I think I'm going to go with one of the pack. When a loved one is in danger, add plus one when you lash out with unsettling violence to keep them safe. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Because I think the true nature is, doesn't help her naivete out at all. It would actually counter, counter, counterproductive. So how old was Edie when she joined the, the circus? I want to say probably in her teens. Okay. Uh, I think when she was probably going through puberty, uh, it got worse. Her monstrous side got worse. And at that time, they were just like, we can't. Goodbye, child. <laughs> Goodbye, teen girl. Here, these other quote-unquote freaks will take care of you because we don't want to hurt you because we're pious and good. We want you to have a good life. Maybe the carnival is can save you <laughs> we'll see yeah so yeah yeah um and how old is she now i would say she's probably been with the carnival f she's like 19 or so 1920 okay so she hasn't been there for maybe maybe like seven years yeah something like that okay yeah so a good while but that's pretty good that's pretty cool grew up with the carnival um trying to think anybody else have any other questions for edie Oh, I, I do. Is there a fear that if you continue to transform, you won't be able to transform back? I think so too, but it's more of the fear. I think the fear of people not accepting her is better than, is worse than the fear of not being able to transform back. So basically, yes, but it's tied to the whole acceptance thing. Sure. So I think this character and you guys can totally take advantage. Like she's a kind of person that is so people pleasing it's bad like it's mm, okay it's sad and she's the kind of character like I, she's been here for like six years or seven years or so she's kind of like the gopher she'll do anything sure. she's just trying to get people to like her okay oh that's that's i feel that if if that's if, i mean sorry like i should say <laughs> like that's the kind of character arc i'm gonna try and mm. play if there's a problem with that let me know because it's something that i personally also have experienced so i'm kind of like just drawing off of that own personal knowledge into this character. No, I like that. I resonate with it a lot. I, I completely understand the idea and mindset behind it. So yeah. Really and cool. just to let you guys know, I am absolutely okay with your characters exploiting that character trait of this, of this character that I'm kind of like, I'm open door, please, please, please 
take advantage of my character. Do you want to put that in the notes just so it's there for yeah, reference? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, thank you. Within reason, within your own personal, like, willingness yeah. to take advantage of. Um, we could also okay. check in. Yeah. Like, here's definitely. what I'm thinking of doing. Let's talk that sure. out. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Hmm. Who would like to go next? I can go next. Okay. Right, so I'm playing the geek. Uh, their name is Phil or Philia. Uh, they go by he, she, or they. So they have a, uh, a damaged look to them, um, and they're always a, a longing look in their eyes. Uh, their origin is um, they are actually, uh, you know, the concept of lovelorn, someone's uh, unhappiness from unrequited love turned flesh. Uh, they joined the circus um, by, they were just in the, uh, oh, yeah, they joined the circus. There. One day they were just in the stands, just after the whole crowd had left. They were just there, sitting there. Then they had no ticket, no relation to anyone in town, no idea how they got there. Oh, so they didn't have a memory of their past at all? Not really. Okay. But, I mean, even, even amongst the... Well, they're, they're, more, they're more like the embodiment of a concept. So like they just kind of just came to be. That's pretty cool. Their indulgence is uh, they like to... They have a craving for raw hearts. Something about the idea of hearts calls to them. And so they always feel they must feast on them, uh, believing that it somehow brings them closer to their desires. Is there no preference in the heart, or is it just the heart in general for any animals? At the moment, it's any heart. Uh, they are fighting for humanity because they believe that, sorry, that what they truly desire is within humanity. Like, they've seen glimpses of it as they go into town of it around words to the crowd like they know that what they're looking for is real and something they haven't experienced in the darkness um, but they don't give into their monstrous nature because they feel like they can be all-consuming that they themselves could possibly consume the whole world if allowed to Oh, that's deep. I like that. Oh. The comfort that they seek is um, once they're stopped in a town, they they might uh, visit the local brothel, um, seeking uh, the companionship of a brothel worker, probably to help soothe them. And it gives them a sense of comfort and a, a somewhat of a connection towards what they're looking for, although it's always very fleeting. And they always promise to never become obsessed with a patron or a brothel worker, but that just doesn't seem to happen. Is it, is it like an obsession or like a hopeless and romantic situation or? It's kind of like one that leads into the other. Like, it may start out as an infatuation, but it always goes a little too far. Ooh. How, how, and we'll probably get into this later, but, um, like, if, say, if we're in a town for a couple days, does it, like, lead to, like, almost to, like, obsessive stalking natures, or? Well, that is a great segue into me picking the, uh... <laughs> the skills that you're doing? <laughs> the shameless skill. <laughs> Nice, because I was going to ask you about your skills, because your first one is Headless Beast, and then your next one's going to be Shameless? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, what's Shameless? Shameless, I can, let's see, it says, I hide from my betters in plain sight. So on a hit, I can remain unnoticed, quietly observing. Nice. And the MC will give me uh, one answer to a question I have. Oh, what a creeper. Oh. I love them so much. <laughs> Who who want to go next? Um, so I am the mermaid, and I uh, her name is Thetis. Uh, she her pronouns. Um, her look is ethereal. Uh, her eyes are distracted, 
Uh, her origin uh, is similar to Phil or Philia, is uh, one of forgotten purpose. So her um, her origin, the way she came to the uh, this carnival, is that she really doesn't know. She doesn't remember how she got there. Uh, she just is there. She's fighting for the side of humanity because she doesn't see any reason not to. They are kind of the the reason the, the providers of the the necessaries to to continue the carnival's life. So, you know, just allowing them all to be destroyed wouldn't really do well to continue going on. Um, and uh, her her main indulgence is to uh, to drown men, uh, which is a lot of fun. But she doesn't give in to her monstrous nature because they're in the dust bowl and it's really hard to find enough water to consistently drown men in. That that isn't your tank. <laughs> yeah, no, I need I need that. I need I need, need that, that water. space. You need <laughs> that space. That's mine. That's my water. <laughs> If like if we're in a town that has like a lake, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but if it just rained recently and there's a big puddle, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, all I need is an inch of water, but like my tank is my tank. <laughs> that's my <Yeah>. home. <laughs> that's why I just want I just want to clarify to see if like you were like, oh yeah, they're coming to my tank, but you're like, no, this is my space. This is mine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I if I invite you to my tank, then that's something different. That's 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 a fun time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um uh, I, I navigate my, uh, land without legs, but I have, I have, like, a wheelbarrow that, like, I imagine it, I ha we have, like, a plastic tarp in it so that it still holds water <laughs> so that I'm, like, sitting in the water in the wheelbarrow, but I need somebody to push it, <laughs> so I don't go a lot of places <laughs> without assistance. I, I think Amber just raised uh, her hand in her Yes. Edie's my best friend. <laughs> Edie pushes me around. Um, and uh, I brought a treasure from the ocean with me, and um, it was suggested to me, and I love it, uh, that it was it is a, uh, a my haunted fish skeleton, <laughs> which may or may not actually be the ghost of my sister, Talia, who is mysteriously missing, um, we we both wound up at the at the carnival somehow, uh, and she is missing now. Um, but she speaks to me through my fish skeleton. <laughs> um, so you get siren song as your first move. What's your other move that you chose? Uh, beauty from below. Uh, so when revealing your aquatic features, you may roll plus grace instead of guile to strike a deal. You don't remember coming here, but how long ago did you join the circus? Um, or the carnival. Sorry, I keep calling it the circus. I imagine it's been quite some time. I don't think uh, I don't think mermaids age the same way that humans do. So I imagine I've been around probably as long as the circus has been running. So you know, ten years or more. Okay, so so you've been you've been there for a while. And, I'm a long-standing feature maybe of the sideshow. You, you know each other so well because y'all both been there for a good while. Yeah, yeah. How long has your sister been missing? Maybe two years. Okay. Okay. What kind of are you? Do you do quote unquote tricks when you're performing? Like, do you do like blowing air bubbles to the crowd or like? Are you just more like on display whenever whenever the show's happening? Um, I sing for them, but I'm very, very cautious and deliberate in not singing anything that will purposefully mesmerize or or hypnotize them. So it's very benign, like lullaby like not lullabies, but like um but why am I losing the word? Um like sea shanties? Sea, sea shanties, melodies, like 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 storybook fairy tale kind of like very benign, um, but like nothing nothing that I'm using in a way to abuse or unless I specifically know that I have somebody that like I am targeting that night. So I'll be playing the seer, uh, she her. Her name is Liliana. Her look is mystic, 
and her eyes are ancient. Her origin is that she was chosen by the spirits. So I think when she was pretty young, probably between seven and eight, um, she was kind of chosen by this elderly person that she met to be like touched with the gift of sight. Um, her indulgence is telling customers their darkest truth as a way of causing pain. So someone that she doesn't like, someone that she feels has wronged her or wronged the carnival, uh, she will use her sight to tell people the ugly truth about either their past, present, or future. Um, for my pitch card, how did you end up at the carnival? So I think that Liliana for about two or three years was able to somewhat hide this gift that she was given. But once her parents figured it out, it was pretty terrifying for them. Uh, there were a lot of children, a lot of mouths to feed in her family, um, and they just didn't have the, the time or the energy to kind of help her or figure out what was going on with her. And so under the guise of a family trip to the circus or the carnival, uh, they left her here. So she's been with the or the carnival. Morgan, you have me doing it. You called it circus. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not your, it's fine. I, it is my fault, but it, it's fine. <laughs> I think it's because we talked about clowns earlier. Oh, and probably. so the circus is in my head. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so under the guise of a family trip to the carnival, uh, they left they left Liliana here when she was probably about 10 or 11. So I think she's been with the carnival for about a decade. Um, she does not give in to her monstrous side because she does not want to hurt any of the very, very few people that she somewhat cares about. Uh, and as far as fighting on the side of humanity, she views it as needing customers in order to survive. So if there's no humans, then there's no one to barter with. There's no food, there's no supplies. So it's survival for her. Uh, what sinister destiny is coming to claim you? So I, this is not fully fleshed out, but I believe that there is a person or a thing that wants this power or this sight that Liliana has. And so they, they would like to come and take it from her at an, any means necessary. And then what, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, I was going to just ask on that. Um, mm -hmm. So like a, like someone who's a hunter of some sorts or like some dark being who wants to. I think it can either be a person who's like human nature for power is what's driving them, or it can be more of an entity or a, a monstrous thing. Okay. I think we can kind of flush that out if you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out as we go. Just wanted Perfect. to double check. So. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then what lingering spirit haunts you and why? So the spirit that, so I definitely think that with the site, there is like a spirit. There is almost like a possession um, and it's centuries old. I, and I think that the why is what keeps Liliana up at night. She has no idea why it chose her. And I think that's difficult for her to deal with. And then finally for moves, so I start with the cards and I took the touch. So when you try to feel the truth inside someone, touch them and roll plus breath. And then if I succeed, I get to ask one of several questions such as, what are you afraid I will see? What secret information do you know about blank? How do you truly feel about blank? There's like five or six questions I get to ask them. See. You say you've been here for a decade, so mm -hmm. is she also like early 20s then, or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 20, 21. Okay. How did mm -hmm. it feel like whenever someone else came along that was your age? Because there's probably not a whole lot of young teenagers that are there. I think it's likely that Edie is probably one of the very few people that Liliana might care for. And it could be because of that, because we're similar in age and we've had, we've both clearly have had so much trauma for mm -hmm. being such young people. Uh, so I think that, I'm not sure how Liliana expresses it, but I think that there's a soft spot there. Edie, how do you feel about that? That's, well? that's great. That works. Cause I was going to say, even like we both deal with family units who've left us 
Mm-hmm. And then also, I think maybe that's why I said, like, I said the spirit of the wolf. Maybe there's something actually spirit connected us as well, potentially. Ooh. Whereas like mine that. just manifested in this very monstrous form mm-hmm. and yours manifested in a more like, you know, future sight, visions kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Anybody else have any other questions? for this year oh i do um are you okay like is is liana okay with her powers yeah i think i think that that she does um yeah i think i think she definitely has accepted them and that even at times she can enjoy using them okay because that'll be a great contrast because i feel like Edie is like in denial like does not want this and so I think that would be a good way to bond too. It's like trying to convince Edie, like, it's fine. Like, this is okay. You should, mm-hmm. you should give in. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah, I can <laughs> lean, yeah, I can lean even more a little bit into like, but this is why we're special and this is how we can use them. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Uh, Diana, bring us home. All right. Uh, I am playing uh, Marquetta. She, her pronouns, and she's going to be the lion tamer. Uh, she's got a very modest look, but I would like for that to be very different when she's performing. I think when she's performing, it's a little bit more dominatrix appearance. Yes, sorry. <laughs> but uh, all when when she's not uh, in performance mode, it's very modest. Uh, she's got dangerous eyes, um, and for her origin, I would her. How did she come to the carnival i kind of see this as a family lineage thing so i put it as ancient line from like a family of lion caretakers and at some point there was a divergence that went to a carnival so either there was a faction that was more the zoo veterinary line and then there was a faction that went more carnival section and she went that way the entertainment yeah the entertainment aspect of it so she's gone that way um for her indulgence i've put cigars are her preference but she will take cigarettes if that's what's more is more readily available and i've used that because i feel like at the carnival that she's always got a lion with her but if she ever leaves the carnival, she can't smoke around them. Like she can't smoke around the lions. So then the cigars and cigarettes become her vice, become her source of manipulation and seduction. <sighs> Why are you fighting for the side of humanity? They're necessary. They're there. We 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 need to have them. So much like some of my counterparts, uh, we, we need them to survive, so we, we can't destroy them all. Why don't you give in to your monstrous natures? Uh, I'm not proud of some of the things I've done in the past, and I want to avoid repeating them. Uh, what makes your uh, cold blood run hot, no matter how much you resist? I don't like seeing my friends abused and taken advantage of. So uh, once that starts to happen, I cannot resist uh, fighting for them and what or who has your animal killed and that you're keeping hidden and we have decided that one of my lions killed talia fetus sister so yes my lion killed the other mermaid and we're keeping it a secret um also how did you end up at the carnival uh family Oh, your family line. So, how long mm-hmm. have you been with the carnival? Like I'd say one? V- uh, this particular one, I'm uh, not as long as Thetis. Uh, how long do we think the carnival has been around? I would say, um, Thetis, you said you were there for like what twenty years? Is that right? Yeah, as as long as it's been there, I think. I would say it's been around since about twenty years. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe like 15. Okay. 
And so I, I yeah, I'd probably put myself in like the mid thirties age. Okay. She's a little, she's a little bit older. And um, what skills did you um, or I'm sorry, what moves did you take? Because you have Forbidden Fruit, which is um, which is something we can edit in a bit because it's obviously focused around the snake charmer aspect, but. Okay, so I took, a, it's called Viper's Kiss in the playbook, but I've renamed it the Lion's Maw. <laughs> uh, when you deliberately poison someone with a kiss, roll plus breath on a hit, they take three harm, become paralyzed, or take negative one ongoing until the poison leaves their system, your choice. And so uh, my envisioning is that I use my lion to basically entrap them <laughs> in, their, in their jaw until I get what I want from them. So, oh, okay. So basically it's not more like uh, actual poison going into the body. It's more like the fear of the poison of fear. Yeah. Being pushed push into their soul. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I like yeah. that. I like that. I like that word play. That's really cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So you're mid thirties. Um, Kate, I forgot to ask you, how old does uh, a fee disappear then? I would, uh, I would, think the appearance is probably in the area of like 30 but like between 25 and 30. Okay late 20s. Like, yes like fa fairly young okay. very very youthful. Yeah how did you find out about this carnival in particular? I think I was assisting at another carnival and we're rivals. Rival carnival. Nice. What made you make the jump over? Uh, something, one of the bad things that I have done happened and I needed to leave. Fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Vague, 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 vague. Mm -hmm. Trying to think of any other questions. Does anybody have anything? I, I do. Uh, how many lines do you have and uh, how do you uh manage them when you're not performing um i think i have three i have three i have one that is like my main lion that's pretty much always with me while we're at like at the carnival so the other two are just kind of like best buds <laughs> and i think we probably have one of those like trailers that's how we transport them and then like whenever we set up locations we we are able to like set up like a big enclosure for them okay it's just it's just sort of free range lions. they're kind of free range they're kind <laughs> of free range lions which is why occasionally occasionally something bad happens they're mostly good and how many cigarette breaks do you take <laughs> <laughs> just joking you don't have to yeah. answer that one <laughs> no but like i do i i'm assuming we're we're to kind of play with the snake charmer aspect because i do have mind control over them i do have some sort of link oh. with them in that way so that i i can keep a pretty good rein on them but they are also animals but they're very very humanely cared for I just also want to be very clear about that. This is a very animal humane carnival. Oh, that's fair. Um, I'm actually thinking about the Dust Bowl and the struggles of living in a carnival. How hard is it to feed them sometimes? Sometimes very hard. But they are, they are on the smaller side in terms of lions, for sure. Okay, that's good. I was just curious because, like, I was like, do y'all find a hobo and like yeah, that's what I was like, like the rubes that come into the circuit or the carnival? Like I I would suspect that everybody knows that there have been some accidents from time to time that are legit accidents. And it's just like, well, okay. <laughs> we don't have to worry about the lions getting fed now. All right, so now that we have characters created, let's go ahead and create the carnival. Uh let me uh, Y'all will be living and traveling uh, with this wandering carnival in Depression-era America. Uh, I have some questions to ask you, and um, if any more come up, we can definitely add more to this. And I can ask details about your acts, performances, and living spaces as well. 
Um, but these are just some questions that I kind of want us to work together and develop um, about building um, your stuff. So if you're all ready, who is the manager of your carnival and what's unnatural about them? I kind of like the idea of like a, like a, like a matriarch, like a mother kind of ish mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. where it's like, basically like a lot of us seem to be lost children, quote unquote. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. You like that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I yeah. like that, but with the possible twist of, they don't necessarily seem neutral, but they don't always seem on the human side. Mm -hmm. Sure. So what, what kind of uh, unnaturalness is to them then? That like sinister, like hair on the back of your neck feeling. Like the other mother from um, Coraline? Yeah. Kind of? Oh, yeah. Okay. E even when they're not looking at you, it feels like they're staring at you. Yeah. The mother's watching. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh. laughs> Creepy. Like, I want to give her an act in the in the carnival. And I, like, I, I want it to be something that feels very powerful. Like... And like dangerous. Be like a, a flames acrobat. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Ooh. Yeah. So like um juggling of flames or fire eating? Oh fire eater. Oh yeah, fire eater. Oh that's cool. But if you watch closely, it doesn't look like the flames extinguished, it looks like it's consumed. That's what's in. Oh, oh, no, no, no. She actually produces the flame. Ooh. So she's like part giant. That's what's, that's what's, like... that, that's another part of like the unnatural thing. Yeah. So whenever she like spits fire or something, like it's not, yeah. like, she, it's she not, a, like it's not a trick. It's always empty whenever yeah. she drinks the gasoline or uh -huh. alcohol, whatever. <laughs> I like the idea that she looks different to each of us. Oh, that's mm. really cool. Like, she, like she's almost like a chameleon of sorts, or? Yeah, like we each, like, I mean, I, we can go any way we want with it, but she can be, like, different heights and her, you know, different ethnicities. Her voice can sound different. We each have our own, like, vision of her almost. Oh, like, like we, we each have an imprint on her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, very cool. Oh, I love that so much. That's a good, good, I like that. <laughs> All right. Um, last question, and this is an answer for everybody, because everybody's got an answer. Where's your tent? What color is it? And what do they call you on your poster? Unless you share a tent with somebody, but I, I would assume, as, mo as far as you know, you have your own tents. I believe my tent is probably towards the back of the, like, so if the, like, if, um, if Sideshow Alley is, like, like a corridor mine's probably more towards the back just because I've been there so long I kind of have a little bit of seniority I think mm -hmm. um I think it's like a, a deep ocean blue uh and my my sign uh says the miraculous mermaid so I guess I can go ahead and say like her tent is uh probably just a patchworked like neutral color tent something fancy and I would say she would try to be as close to Gloria's tent as possible. I don't know if Gloria is in our area or if like, like the living quarters are, but I think she would try to be as close to Gloria and or close to uh, Phil Philia as possible. I think Gloria has maybe a, um, because she's the boss, mm -hmm. she, has a she has a trailer, she has a little traveling wagon. Mm -hmm. So like as close to that, as possible without looking um like right up against it you know like <laughs> if like if she could she would have it like right next to gloria because i think gloria is you know the mother figure that took her in even though it's kind of she's kind of scary like she's always trying to get on gloria's good side so i think she tried to be as close to gloria as possible um and if 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 yeah, just over time. Like maybe every time we get to another place, she just her tent just gets keeps getting a little bit closer <laughs> over time. Just pushing that boundary. What do they call you on your poster? 
I mean, I guess it's just like the dog-faced girl. Like, I don't know what else to like. It's not really the greatest wonder of the world when you're next to the mermaid. Um. Well, okay. What is Edie doing in her act? Yeah, that's good question. That. <laughs> that's a good question. As literally as I was quoting, it's like the fantastic Fido, Edie, the dog-faced girl. Um. I don't know what she. I mean, like, hmm. unfortunately, like. I, I, this is like that problematic, problematic area, right? Where mm-hmm. sure. car, carnival being workers exploited. Car, being yeah. exploited. Sure. And it's like, oh, what's going to get people from this time area to come look? Well, this is a dog person. Make them do dog things. Ha ha, isn't that funny? And I, I'm, I'm personally okay mm. with that as like an over like, like as long as we, I, we're all buy into it. Like I, like okay. Edie's buying into it. Like Edie's like, yeah. okay, Gloria wants me to do something dog-like because otherwise i'd be kind of like um uh uh thetis uh uh thetis where it's like i'm just on display which is a thing that they do too it's like i could just be sitting there i feel like you could part of your act could be where you show people you transforming Ooh. i think they'd play up more the dog face or the mystical werewolf side <laughs> to get to draw people in i could do a howling yeah Ooh. Yeah, like maybe like they have the crowd and then like you're not on stage yet and then like you let a howl and then like there's like a some silhouette of like a dog in the background. It's not you. It's like obviously like a shadow puppet. Yeah. And then you just come out and you just sort of like act like an animal. You're just scaring them and like as a a creepy werewolf. Even though you you are a soft cinnamon bun. Yeah. (laughs) Trying trying to be. But yeah, like I think that would work. Like, and it's just one of those things where I feel like it's not really like um like the lion tamers act where it's like an actual show i think okay. this is like one of those side like okay people go into and then as people come mm-hmm. in i do my whole like spooky haunted house thing okay. and then do that so i don't okay i was just trying to figure out because i don't see Edie's being like a main attraction okay yeah. definitely definitely a like side attraction. like an like a mo- more of an opening act type yeah. of thing yeah uh, it's yeah. like it's like an um, amuse bouche it's like when you go down the, the alley, there's like various hawk everybody's got their own hawker, I think. Like maybe someone who like tries to bring people yeah. in. Right. You're just like one of those who's just like, Come in, come in. Yeah. And then once the okay. hawker gets enough people. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Can, can okay. I have a suggestion? Something yeah, like yeah. um like the poster might say something like uh, like the moonlit lichen howls at the moon. That's yeah. great. I love and like, it. And like they, they temp they they chain you up to keep you under control so that you're not And then I you could actually see me bend the chains a little bit, like but not quite. And yeah. they're not real chains. Oh I love either. it. So That's good. Cool. They're like they're like a like maybe like a like a fake metal almost. Yeah. Like maybe a tin. Yeah. That's okay. so they have to be replaced every often, but like they're like And like inside of my performance tent is like stars and like the moon painted or like they have like candlelight or whatever that's cool i like okay thank you uh who would like to go next i can go um my tent would probably be one or two two spaces away from the food court because we still want people to buy food (laughs) um and I think the poster could be something like "Beat the Geek." It's 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 more of a uh, a competition kind of thing than a actual performance. And it says, "If you can if you can maintain your stomach contents after watching ten minutes of the Geek eat, you get this prize." Yes. Gosh, yes. Oh. Excellent. My my whole thing is to disgust them to the point of literally vomiting so what are you eating in your show like just everything and anything yeah and does anything you know like uh live animals like literally like being um obnoxious about like literally like cutting off their heads and like pouring the blood from their neck into my mouth okay Okay. i would lose this contest (laughs) phil what's your what's the color of your tent i want to say it's it's a pink and black striped Oh, I love the geek. <laughs> it's so <laughs> gross and I love it. <laughs> uh, my tent is going to be kind of a faded green. Uh, and then I was thinking something like uh, 
the mesmerizing Marquetta. And then I think I would have a poster with just me on it. And then my, my lions would have their own posters. And where is your tent located? I'm going to say it's in the middle. I was going to say it's very central. It's probably, it's probably biggest too, because you need that space. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, Liliana. So Liliana's tent will be by, I think right next to the mermaid tent. What color is your tent, Kate? I'm so sorry. I like, I don't know why I didn't hear you when you told us. Deep blue. Oh, okay. Not Tiffany blue? Wrong game. That's another podcast. (laughs) Uh, So Liliana's tent is right next door (laughs) and uh, is all red. And I think that on the top, she has like sewn in a large or sewn on a large piece of like cloth that has the hand and the eye on it in addition to her poster so that it's very, it stands out quite a bit. And then her poster will just say, um, it has the same picture of the hand and the, with the eye in the middle, like the third eye, and it advertises the type of fortune telling that she does. Um, I think it just says Madam Liliana, uh, palm reading, crystal ball, tarot cards. Nice. Yeah, I think we've got a, I think we got a little carnival on our hands. Yay! Yay! Excited. All right. And with that, we'll end session zero, and next time you hear from us, it'll be the start of game.